Welcome to Live. We're so glad that you guys took time out of your day. Some of you had school today. Some of you slept in school today. Some of you are out of school. And some of you never want to go back. So thank you for all of those people. Uh, this is live, man. And this is what we do on a Wednesday night. We've been doing this for a long time. And something that I've, I've been learning as you guys are telling your friends about coming to live is they don't know what that means. They're like, live? I don't, I don't know what that is. So I want you to know that it's okay to say you want to come to church with me on Wednesday. And I want to encourage you to start doing that. Start doing it now because God is putting people all around you in your path that need Jesus. And you could do it right there in school and then you can bring them here or you can bring them here and hopefully God will use us to help change their lives. And so just invite people to church on Wednesday nights. You can also do it on Sunday mornings. I would prefer you bring them here for their first uh, taste of church. That would be, that'd be awesome to, uh, to, to get them here. And so I know we have a lot of new people here tonight and I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, it, this, this seriously is awesome. And hearing you guys sing, uh, even if you don't know the words, you're just like, touch heaven, heaven. I mean, it's awesome. I love it. Like, it really is cool. And like the person behind you is absolutely horrible. And you're just like, Lord, pray for their voice. It's too late. But man, um, it's just awesome. I'm, I'm glad to be back with you guys. We're starting a series tonight called Monsters Within. And uh, something, what this all has to do about is our hearts. And in the past five years, the past five years, there have been 45 professional athletes, professional athletes of all different sports, Olympians, um, professional athletes who are in great shape. Like on the outside, you're like, that person is in shape. They will never die of a heart attack. Well, the past five years, 45 professional athletes have died of a cardiovascular death and they didn't see it coming. They had no idea. And the truth is, there's so many people just like that that aren't athletes that look totally fine on the outside, but on the inside, their heart, their physical heart is dying and they don't know it. And there's some people who look like they shouldn't be alive are living longer than some of those people. And the truth comes down to it, it's a heart issue. And that's what the series is about. The series is about our hearts. I just want to lay that up for you guys in the very beginning is that we're going to talk about our hearts and not so much our physical hearts. We're going to talk about the heart that whenever your boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with you, if that's ever happened, if it hasn't, it will. Okay, just telling you, you're like, no, not us. Yeah, that person you're sitting next to holding their hand doing this thing, y'all are going to break up. All right. And if not, awesome, prove me wrong. You're like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Awesome, come and do that at your wedding. It'll be great. I love doing weddings. $2,000 for me to do your wedding, though, just something to think about. I'm just kidding, <laughs> Bailey. All right. Um. <laughs> but we're talking about that heart that whenever you, you lose somebody in your life and it just, your heart breaks. Talking about that heart that when something amazing happens, you're like, you can't, you're so excited about it. We're talking about the heart that the Holy Spirit lives inside if you have asked Jesus into your heart. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. 
That's what we're going to talk about for the next four weeks, is the monster within our hearts. And something with monsters, uh, I, I, look, I, I know I look, you know, jacked and tough and like my heart is perfect. I get it. Like I'm talking about professional athletes. You're like, like you, Michael. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but, but monsters are a thing that honestly have scared me for a very long time. Um, and my family's not here tonight, which is good. Last night, my son, Ayler, he's four. He, uh, this, is, this is no joke. I was, I was on the um, kitchen counter and I was reading and uh, legit, he comes up, he's like, dad, I heard something. I was like, seriously, God, you're giving me an illustration for tomorrow tonight? I was like, what is it? I think it's a monster. I was like, dude, you're four. He's like, it sounds like Lucy, my dog. It sounds like Lucy, but she's not in there. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not going in there. Whatever that noise is, I'm out, okay? Like, I'm, God bless you, okay? Well, co- will you come in there and look? I was like, I, honestly, I was scared. That's for real, okay? It was only 8.15 p.m., all right? Light is still coming in the windows, all right? Like, like he's like, and my guns, they're over here, and I'm scared to get them because not like real guns, like toy guns, like cap guns, like Lego guns, okay, Nerf guns, but we do have real guns, so don't break into my house. So, um, and so he's like, come and look. And so, and so I go in there, and he has a bunk bed. And so I lay on the bottom bed. I go, let's listen. And I, I, said, <laughs> I said, squeeze my hand when you hear it. What? I don't know. I thought that was a good idea. And honestly, that is a good idea. So we don't make any noises, so whatever it is doesn't come and get us. He's like, okay, you're going to hear it. We laid there. We didn't hear anything. Okay, nothing. Laid there for like five minutes in just silence. And I go, have you looked under your bed? He's like, no. So, so he's four, okay? He hasn't thought of these things. Like all of us, we have like people are hiding behind the shower curtain. Like people are under our beds. They're like, they're in the smallest areas that, that not even, it, you, we do that. He's four. He's never thought of this. He's like, they're under my bed? I was like, I don't know. You, what did he say? What did, he didn't say, he said, okay, look. I was like, oh, you look. Be a man. Because I wasn't going to look. Because if there's someone under the bed and I'm on his bed, it's over or something. <laughs> so he looks. I hang on to his feet as he, as he, as he looks under. I'm like, Lord. <laughs> He's like, nothing. I said, have you looked in the closet? He's like, mm-mm. Nope, haven't done it. I said, well, go look. He's like, no, I, don't, I think that's where it is. I don't know what it is. I'm always thinking a human, okay? I'm always thinking it's a human. And they're monsters within, okay? Like, I'm like, okay, go Go look in your closet. He's like, no, you do it. And so what you do, y'all know this, okay? You know what you do when you really think there's something going on in the space that is scary, okay? You can do a few things, which I'll tell a story here in a second of running. That's an option. That's an option. Kale Sharp, are you here? Kale, (laughs) speaking of running, come here. Kale, I need your assistance for this next illustration. Do not clap for him. Man, you're famous. You are famous. All right, come on. Sit, sit, sit over here for a second, or stand. I feel bad making you sit. Stand up. All right. Um, so come on up here. Come on up here. Okay. So, so you can either run for the monster or do what I did. Do what I did, and, and y'all know. Okay. <laughs> and Meredith actually gave me this thought, and then it really came true last night. Like she's like, "Well, you could talk about doing this," and I could see Meredith doing it, who's also on our staff. But what I did is, remember the monster in the closet? He's hearing, <laughs> okay, that's weird. Okay, I don't know what's going on. I don't know, okay, whatever. And so I'm like, what do you do? You stay there. 
okay? Clo- pretend like you're the monster in the closet. I'd freak out if you were in my closet, all right? I'm like, what are you doing in my closet? All right? So, so what do you do when you're super scared and you think something's in there? You just go for it. You just, Aah! that's what I did last night. I scared my son more than whatever was in there. And guess what was in there? Nothing. Four-year-old clothes. Just small m- m- clothes. So I chose to go after the monster within. I chose that, Kale. I chose that. The right choice. When you have a monster within your heart, why are you jumping? It's me. It's Michael. How you doing? We're good. Stop. Just sit here. Just stand there. But I chose to go after it. Kale the other night, I don't know if y'all know Kale, but he is deathly afraid. You're, you're deathly afraid of clowns. And so the other night, the other night, Seth decided to scare Kale. And so Seth must be not, I don't know where he is either. Okay. Right back there. So Seth decided to scare Kale, and what he did is he put a clown suit on and put it on Marco Polo, and he's like, I'm coming. <laughs> oh! So he scratched me like I am bleeding. You need to watch that back on slow-mo. All right. So what happened was the other night, the other night, (laughs) are you done? Don't ever do that again. You'll get shot around here doing that stuff. Kale, Kale, he... <laughs> I probably should have told you, Peter, that that was going to happen tonight. Anyways, I got scratched right there by Kale. Like, I'd, I'd show you, but no one needs to see my tummy. Um, so, anyways, Kale decided, long story short, <laughs> I said Marco Polo, y'all screen. I was like, what? <laughs> so, he's on Marco Polo, and he's like, I'm coming to get you. And uh, he shows up at Kale's house in his room under his bed. Okay? Yes. Kale. Kale, remember, remember, listen, listen, we're at church. We're talking about our hearts. The Lord. Kale decides to do the wrong thing. He gets in his car and drives. He's on Marco Polo. He's not driving, whatever, okay. I'm out of here. And he's he's at the fork in the road going 99. We don't know which way he, he decides to go. What did he do? He doesn't go in and attack the monster that's destroying him. He might be gone for the rest of the night. Like, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> he chose to run from the monster instead of dealing with it. And the truth is, we, we, all, all of us have done that. We've all done that with different things that are going on in our hearts. And tonight, I want to show you what Jesus says that we need to do as we start looking at the different things, the different monsters in our heart. So by the time we, we're going to look at Matthew 15, by the time that Jesus pretty much shows up here, there have been 500 rules that were added to the Mosaic law. Let me explain the Mosaic law. The Mosaic law was a law that was given to Moses from God, given to Moses from God, and that was it. This is what we want you to do. Well, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, what they have done, if they had started to add their own rules, if you will, to the law. And Jesus, being the Jesus that he is, decided, I don't have to do any of these rules that you guys have made up. 
I'm going to do what God has told me to do. So, this is called the tradition of the elders. The tradition of the elders. In one of those traditions, you have heard and you have actually done. And now when you leave here, don't use this against me, okay? Because the rule that Jesus is about to destroy, he's about to call these people names, is washing your hands before you eat. He is about to crush some souls. So in Matthew 15, verse one, he says this. It says this. When some Pharisees and teachers of the law, by the way, the Pharisees and teachers of the law coming together is a huge deal. They didn't like always hang out and go get coffee. They were bored. They traveled pretty far to come and find Jesus to accuse him of this. And by the way, they didn't just see Jesus hanging out at CeCe's Pizza. Pieces pizza. <laughs> that was totally on accident, but purpose. It is gross. Anyways, I love it if you own it and you're there and I like free pizza. But it wasn't like they were all hanging out and then they realized that Jesus and his Pharisees didn't wash their hands. They came up with this and decided to travel down and to accuse Jesus. And so let's see here. When they came to Jesus from Jerusalem, meaning they traveled there, he said, why do your disciples, notice it didn't say Jesus cowards. I don't like when people do that. Like if you have a problem with me, then come to me. Don't come to me and have a problem with me and you talk about somebody else because I know you're talking about me. Woman, man, up, okay? Man or woman up, whatever. I don't know what to say. But Jesus was the one that didn't wash his hands and they say, why do your Pharisees or why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders. Why do your disciples not do the rules that we have put in place? They don't wash their hands before they eat. They don't. Now, in my house, I'm telling you right now, we got a germaphobe and we have a I don't really care. My wife is the germ person. I'm the hand whatever. She's the clean one. I'm the make the mess one. My kids are kids. And they're dirty and gross. We ate at Jason's Deli yesterday. Emerson's uh, ice cream cone fell on the ground. What'd she do? She picked it up and ate it. <laughs> I was so proud. My wife was like, ah! Go wash your hands. I was like, it's good. Notice Jesus, look what he says here about them not washing their hands before they eat. Because what he is actually saying, he wants them to wash their And, and this rule, this tradition of the elders, the tradition of the old folk, says you have to wash your hands from the tips of your fingers all the way to your elbows. So tomorrow, whenever it's time to wash your hands before you eat, you need to go in there and scrub a dub dub all up, all up here, okay? Make a mess all over your counter because that's what it means to wash before you eat. These people are bored. Jesus says, <laughs> Jesus always answers a question with a question. He says, why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? He says, why are you breaking the law of God for your man-made traditions? And he goes into this long explanation in verses four through seven. And in verse seven, he says, you hypocrites, exclamation point. I mean, he is getting after his disciples are like eating without washing their hands and like, I don't know what to do. Jesus is like, you hypocrites. 
Isaiah was right, who's a prophet from the Old Testament. He says, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. He is saying this, you are doing things that aren't, that doesn't even matter. And the truth is, Christians in the room, we have done the same thing with a lot's with lots of different things. We have said and done things that we have made, oh, well, you can or can't do this because it's a rule. It's a rule that we have made up instead of it being a rule from the book that God has written. We sometimes do the same things. And Jesus is saying, I don't really care about your traditions or your rules. I'm hungry and I'm not washing my hands. In verse 12, the disciples came to him and said, do you know that the Pharisees were offended? <laughs> Can you imagine? They came up to him like, hey, Jesus, you hurt their feelings. You really hurt their, you called them a name. He's there eating whatever, manna. He's chilling. Do you think Jesus is like, you know what, you're right. I need, to go, I need to go apologize. No, he doesn't. Look what he says. Do you know the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? Verse 13, he says, and you're like, what? Jesus, like, you heard, you were rude. He says, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Huh? Can you just go apologize? He says, every plant that my father has not planted will be pulled up by the root. Saying this, it doesn't really matter. He's saying this, it only matters what God says. It only matters what he has said. And that's what needs to be rooted. Because it doesn't matter. And the problem is that some of us we have a monster within us that is so deep and I, there's so many examples of what that could be. And all we're doing is we're getting the weed eater out every day. We're going to church and we're getting the weed eater or the weed whacker. I don't know what you call that thing. Somebody like, I don't know what that is. I've never seen one. It's those people that come to your house and like, okay, they weed eat for you. Some of us do that when we come to church. Some of us do that when we listen to worship music. Some of us do that. We're just kind of taking the weeds off the top. My neighbor, a few months ago, they just kept mowing their weeds. Like when you just keep mowing your weeds, the weeds just keep growing and they, they multiply and they come back stronger and stronger. That kept, this kept happening until this picture right here, until I saw this tree next door. That's a weed. You can take that down. That's a weed. That's a weed because they kept just taking it off the top, off the top. And so what did I do? I went, I grabbed it, and I pulled it up by the root. Because when you pull it up by the root, it's not going to grow back. But if you keep just cutting down the top, it's going to grow back. We do the same thing in our Christian lives. Sometimes we just go to church. We're like, you know what? I'm going to cut the weeds out for today. I'm not going to whatever, or I'm going to work on this, or I'm going to stop doing this. You're... We're not going into the depths of our heart and seriously pulling that monster, pulling that issue out of our hearts. And that's what God is saying, or that's what Jesus is saying right here. He's saying they're planting their roots in the wrong thing. Verse 12. 
I'm sorry, verse 14. He says, forget about them, leave them. Remember, they're like, you, you upset them, leave them. They're blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. That's so rude. Like a lot of people like think Jesus is like, oh, it's just, God bless them. They will be okay. No, he's like, let the blind lead the blind. Those guys are dumb and they're gonna fall into a pit. That's Jesus. He is awesome. Instead of like, you know what, I, you're right. No, those guys are worried about the wrong thing. They're making up their own rules. And his disciples are like, hey, I'm really kind of nervous about this. He's like, that's gonna be okay. Verse 15, Peter says, explain the parable to us. Verse 16, Jesus says, are you seriously so dull? Are you that dumb? Are you, are you, Peter, listen to what I'm saying. Peter, poor Peter, man. I can't wait to meet him, for real. I think he's in heaven. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the judge, but I'm pretty sure he is. I can't wait to meet him. Like, dude, you asked so many questions. I got know, trust me. I got beat up all the time for it. He says, Peter, are you so stupid? Verse 17, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and out of the body. Can you imagine this moment right here that Jesus is talking about the digestive tract, okay? He's like, Peter, you are so, Peter, listen. Whatever comes in, <laughs> whatever you put in your mouth goes into your body and it comes out. If you're Peter like, you really think you're stupid. Like you're like, I, I don't, I don't, I know that because I, what, what Matthew did earlier was disgusting, I know. I get it. I understand. But how does, okay, Jesus, okay. okay I get, you know when you act like you understand something, but you really don't because you don't want to feel any more dumb, okay? That all came from this section. Like, yeah, okay? That's Peter. Like, okay, I'll move on. I get it. Yeah, we eat and we go potty. Here's what Jesus is saying. He is not concerned about what, go, what goes in our bodies. He's concerned about what is coming out. He's concerned about the words that we are saying. He's concerned about the actions of our bodies. He's not concerned about what is coming in. He's concerned about what is coming out. And for me, I honestly, this whole time of studying this has been very convicting for me, meaning very hard for me. Because God is saying, there's a lot of things, Michael, that you need to work on, a lot. There's been moments in my life, and it actually happened recently, where I say something, and then I'm like, where did that come from? Like, I, I'll say something, I'm like, what? Why did I, what just happened? Maybe you've been around somebody you look up to, or you think, man, they would, and, and they do something, you're like, what? I mean, that's happened to every, most likely every person. You've, you've done that before. You're like, where did that come from? Jesus would say your heart. Where'd that come from? Your heart. Where'd it come from? Your heart. And what we try to do is we try to, we try to pass the blame. I do it. I'm just, I was just tired. We're really good at covering up or de deflecting it. Man, I, I grew up in a bad home. I'm stressed out. I didn't, I didn't really mean it. When, when we say that, when we say I didn't really mean it, no matter what that is, no matter what that is, talking bad about somebody, cussing, whatever that is, you didn't mean it. Really, it's not that you did, we didn't mean it. It just mean, we didn't mean to say it. We didn't mean to say it. We didn't mean it. No, no, no. We just didn't mean to say it. 
Sometimes we blame it on Satan. Like, he didn't, it's not his fault. Satan made me do it. Don't give him credit. He's a loser. Don't give him credit. We get really good at covering it up. The truth is, is that what, what is in our heart, check this out. This is true. What's in our heart comes out around those that we love the most. What's in our heart comes out around those that really know us when our safety is off. That's really what's in our hearts. What originates in the secret place won't always stay in the secret place. Whatever is in your heart is going to come out. I didn't say it, Jesus did. I didn't make this up, this is God. What originates in the secret place won't always be a secret. It will go public at any second and you can't ever get it back. Verse 19, Jesus continues, for out of the heart come evil thoughts. Out of the heart, listen to me, teenagers, adults, people watching online. It's not just words, it's thoughts. And then what's in our heart also turns into actions. Look at these next actions. God is saying here, remember, it's not about what goes in. It's about what comes out. Look at these actions that form in our hearts. Number one, he says murder, adultery. People are like, I don't know why that happened. I don't know why this happened, whatever that is. Jesus does, it's our hearts. It's our hearts. Murder, adultery, sexual immorality, stealing, cheating, lying, talking bad about people, slander. Listen, I'm with you. If you feel like, man, I am the biggest loser in the world because you've done all of the, if you've murdered someone, please, let's just talk about that offline. But let's just, let's just let's talk one-on-one right here for a second, all of you. Listen, no one's perfect. This is not a message to make you feel like a piece of junk and you walk out of here like, man, I'm a failure. This is a message that I need to hear as well. I hope you understand that. Everybody needs this. We all have things in our hearts and in our lives that we have got to pull out by the roots and stop just going and weed eating. We've got to pull it out. And for the next few weeks, we are going to get into some things that truly all of us need to learn about. In verse 20, it says this. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Just because you look good on the outside, just because your back to school picture, you look amazing and you all look great. Just because you are a great athlete, just because you make the best grades, just because your parents are phenomenal, just because of whatever's happening on the outside in your life, that doesn't mean anything. Because your heart can be dying, just like those professional athletes I was talking about. And so for the next few weeks, let's work on our hearts together. Don't miss another Wednesday. You are not gonna wanna miss 
what I believe God has for all of us. And maybe you don't struggle with one of the things that we're going to talk about. Next week, we're going to talk about anger. I'm telling you right now, I struggle with anger for a very, very, very long time. And the truth is, you want to know something that breaks my heart? Is I see my son struggling with anger. And it kills me, y'all. Like I was in tears the other night because I saw my son just, just get angry. He's four years old. Where did he see that? We don't yell and scream in our house. I believe that there's a part that he just kind of has because of who his dad is. Sometimes we have these things in our lives that we didn't really put there, but we can get rid of them. We can work on them, but we've got to know they're there and we've got to be ready to pull them out. And so next week, man, we're, we're, going, to hit on, we're going to hit on anger, which is something we all talk about. And by the way, anger is not bad. You just need to understand that. Anger is not bad, but it's when we sin in our anger. There, don't come next week. There you go. There it was. We're going to talk about lust. Not, when I say lust in the Christian world, it's like, oh, we're going to talk about looking at porn. That may come up, but that's just not the only part of lust, by the way. There's a lot of things that go with that. And so I'm going to ask you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you to ask God, just, Lord, search my heart. And it's such a weird thing, like talking about your heart, like Jesus come into my heart. I mean, my son's like, where is he in there? I was like, well, it's a whole deal. Because the truth is, let me just be honest with you. It's the spirit that is in your heart. It's the Holy Spirit is in your heart. When you ask him into your heart. And when you ask him in your heart, your life just doesn't automatically get better. It's not like, yes, I am free from everything. I'll never sin again. I'll never get mad. I'll never lust. I'll never even eat a hamburger. No, you'll do all those horrible things. But when you ask him in your heart, your life starts to change because you start to have a plan, which he tells us in his word. And so I'm super excited about this I'm going to say verse 20 one more time these things are what defile a person this is Jesus but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them what's going on inside let's take care of it